Transforming care through genomic medicine, personalized therapeutics, health services and outcomes research, and innovations in healthcare delivery. We're Children's Mercy Kansas City, presenting our audio interview series, Transformational Pediatrics, with host Dr. Michael Smith. Welcome to Transformational Pediatrics. I'm Dr. Michael Smith. And our topic today is Magic Rod System, Minimally Invasive Approach to Pediatric Spinal Care. My guest is Dr. Nigel Price. Dr. Price is the Chief of the Section of Spine Surgery at Children's Mercy Kansas City. Dr. Price, welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me. So what is the Magic System? Well, the Magic System is a technology that's uh, relatively new to the American market. It's been used in uh, Europe and Asia for several years. And it's a, a device that's implanted uh, onto the spine in a child less than 10 years of age with a scoliotic curve uh, over 30 degrees by our, our method of measuring who is at risk of continued progression of the curvature. And uh, th- what this device has done is essentially revolutionize the historical treatment of of these children's scoliotic curves in that once it's implanted, we can remotely lengthen the rod uh, uh, through the skin with a with an activator rather than the traditional method, which was to bring the child back to the operating room every approximately every six months for a surgical lengthening. So it's uh, essentially taken away these repeated surgeries, and, and that's quite a, a, a paradigm shift right. or a revolution. And so, who? So let's review again the the ideal candidate then f- for the magic rods. So the ideal candidate for a magic rod is a young child, less than ten years of age, whose spine length is less than twenty two centimeters, or less than about 10 uh, inches, uh, whose measurement or scoliosis measurement is greater than 30 degrees, who's at risk of uh, continued progression of the curve uh, to the point of developing a a problem in our field that's called thoracic insufficiency syndrome, which is the uh, interference or inability of the the ribcage and uh, the lungs to support work breathing because of the presence of a curvature. So that's kind of the cohort or the group of patients who we we treat with magic. And and so it, 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 let's talk a little bit about the historical way we, we used to treat this, right? So you're talking about maybe a severe curvature in a child, and you're talking about multiple surgeries. That's correct. Um, to, to to correct that, uh, and it, so what what is what's the common outcome from those surgeries? Um, did the surgeries work? Were there complications down the line for the child? What do you think? Yeah. So. For generations, surgeons have been challenged with uh, children who present early with uh, curves, uh, small children presenting early, it, in some cases, a very, very rapid progression of the curve that puts the child at jeopardy for their, their health for their lifetime. So um, early attempts at casting and fusing the spine with just bone graft evolved into uh, the early versions of what we call Harrington rods, which were uh, hook rods. Um, that, that suffered from breakages and, and prominence. Um, later versions um, were good, however, still required multiple uh, uh, returns to the operating room. And is a concept that we discuss in our field. It's uh, the law of diminishing returns, meaning that the longer these rods are in and the more frequent the surgeries, the, the greater the likelihood of rod breakage or migration, infection, um, uh, 
very rarely a neurological problems and, and a stiff uh, spine. And the, uh, the outcome eventually with these children is that we, we historically did a very a final operation, which was a very large uh, adult-like operation at the end of, of a long journey of repeated operations. So, so the course was difficult for the family. They were in the hospital um, every, at least every six months for their, their procedures. And if they had a complication, they had what was we call an unscheduled visit to the operating room, which, of course, would, would impact their, their childhood. Um, and, and, of course, it's, uh, it's a stressor for the child and the family. So, so magic has yes, really sir. been a very nice uh, change for that. Sure, and and so, Doctor Price, when you describe it that way, when you when you think of, you know, the the, the history of of treating severe curves in, in children, yeah. I, so you you're using words like transformative, and, and and it really is when you think about what we used to do for these patients. Maybe how about this? Can you walk us through what a patient and a family goes through at you know at your clinic with your team? Um, you know, from the initial surgery and through the follow-up treatments? Yeah, so um, the little boy or girl, usually uh, school age or beyond is the ideal candidate with a curve who's, who has a history of uh, progressing to over 30 degrees. And in, in my case, in our practice, there's three surgeons in my group who, who uh, are trained to do this. We um, typically would recommend surgery when the curve is approaching 50 degrees, so quite a large curve at a young age. And we would recommend uh, that they um, they have the insertion of the magic rods. Typically, it's two rods that are inserted. They're they're titanium, and they have a, a torpedo-like component in the middle of them, and they affix to the spine or attach the spine with with typically screws or or hooks. Uh, they come in uh, for their operation and are in the hospital for two or three days. They have a little supportive brace initially, and um, then they have a follow-up, uh, usually just a couple of weeks after to check on their wound. And then um, the, the change in the in, in the typical uh, course is that instead of coming back six months after this initial surgery for lengthening surgically, they come back approximately three months later. They come to the clinic as an outpatient, and we use a little device that's held over the skin in the back. We locate the, uh, the magnets in their back with a little uh, detector. And then we, we just position uh, this hover, this device, it's called an external remote controller. We push a button, there's a little a little noise, and they, they sometimes are aware of, of a little funny sensation, but we don't typically have to give them pain medicine. It's a tickle. These days, they're using their iPad while we're doing it and smiling. Um, <laughs> and, and, um, and then the whole process takes perhaps um, a minute or two, really, for the actual lengthening. And then there, we take an x-ray to confirm that uh, we've successfully lengthened it the, the prescribed amount, usually somewhere in the uh, eighth to half an inch. And uh, then we we discharge them. They commonly do not require any pain medicine, and we see them back again in three to six months for their next lengthening. Um, yeah. they, they rarely require a revision, at least in the first three years, to, to, to upgrade to a larger device. So these things, these devices can typically um, span the, the duration that they're needed. Until they're um, until they're old enough to replace them with a permanent rod, which happens right. typically over the age of ten. So, so obviously, right? We're we're improving outcomes here because we are decreasing the number of invasive procedures, and that's always good in medicine, right? So, but but let me just ask the question: How are you improving outcomes? What have you found so far? Well, so far, 
uh, in the we've done about a dozen at Children's Mercy now, and that we found that that very uh, typically the, the the parental and the patient satisfaction, the level of anxiety that I, I used to see, and I still see with the kids who are doing the conventional treatments, is much less. Um, so 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 really just just a, from a patient anxiety and and anticipation level, we're already seeing an improvement. Um, we, from an economic perspective, the impact on the family, taking time off from work, uh, traveling to the hospital, you know, sometimes the patients historically have to stay overnight if they had other medical issues, that's really gone. So the impact to the family and the impact to, uh, you know, whoever's paying that, that bill is, is less. And, um, so generally we're seeing both the patient satisfaction and, um, and early signs of, of the economic benefit of, of this process. It, what do you think the future of this type of technology is? I mean, does this have application in other conditions? I mean, where do you see this going? Absolutely. Um, I think that uh, the um, necessity being the mother of invention, that, that applies definitely to medicine and medical uh, applications. And, and in fact, there's a version of this device called a precise uh, implant, and it's used in long bones, femurs, usually the thigh bone, where it's implanted, and rather than the external frame that's been used historically to lengthen femurs, we now have a version of this magnetic, magnetically driven lengthening device that can be implanted in long bones. So that's actually out there. So there already is uh, a sister component or a sister uh, version of this this technology. So so remote activation of devices is um is is out there with with you know good success um in areas that had you know sticky uh problems for for clinicians as well as you know the impact on on the families so um we could certainly see this in in, in other where areas where there's deficiency in and you know in tissue or deficiency in bone sure. length um so i think our our imagination just needs to be brought to bear and i think there's lots right. of potential nice. for this Dr. Price, this obviously this is fascinating stuff, and it really is transforming pediatric medicine. And so, thanks for the work that you're doing. Good luck, you know, in in using your imaginations for this kind of technology in the future. I think you're you're spot on. And thanks for coming on the show. You're listening to Transformational Pediatrics with Children's Mercy Kansas City. For more information, you can go to childrensmercy.org. That's childrensmercy.org. I'm Dr. Michael Smith. Thanks for listening. <music> 